Welcome to the Yellow Pill Podcast. My name is Wale. And my name is Toby. Each week, we take on familiar dilemmas and wicked problems that we all face. On the Yellow Pill, you can expect intimate conversations and provocative questions that can change the way you experience the world. So, shall we begin? All right, all right, all right, all right. Hi, people. Um, welcome to a new episode of the Yellow Pill Podcast. Um, oh, I shared something with you on whatsapp and me or people you 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 all, all right. i share with people you refuse to allow us to create our whatsapp group so <laughs> <laughs> actually guys let us know in the comments no, it's not if you want us it's to not create not a whatsapp group or whatsapp community um What's there's the a difference I, similar but it just separates it from in it's, a it's way you're going to use language to deceive to deceive <laughs> guys this is where you we'll we'll leave it to the people if the people want it the people will get it so let us know in the comments it's not imagine see this tyrant (laughs) see this tyrant over here (laughs) whatsapp i'm sorry but once it once once you're entering the whatsapp group kind of life Uh (laughs) fair for it but do you know many pings you're going to be having do you know on it, you, um, you, 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 you manage it. I feel like I've been able to manage mine to an extent. And honestly, the same, the groups that I'm active on. I would love to WhatsApp, have a, a, a forum where I can talk to everybody, of course. Yeah. But I don't think everybody would like to have everyone's number. There's That's that as well. Opinion. Yeah, there's that as well. But there's people that actually like, want it and are okay with it. But again, comments, let us know. I'm going to leave it at that. But anyways, I wanted to read... So obviously we've been testing out this comment tool uh, or it's not commenting tool, it's something we've repurposed and um, it's been going quite well. I think, you know, there's a lot of long form comments in there. Now, some people post anonymously so I'm not sure if it's the same person but it's fun to read the comments and be like, oh, this sounds like the same tone and breath of, you know, a previous person but then I see something different and I'm like, oh, maybe this is a different person. Um, so what I thought we'll do in this episode, just to acknowledge and thank you to, well, not just say thank you, but to acknowledge some of the comments we've received in previous episodes, I'm going to read maybe a few of them. Ooh, yes. Uh, go on. Sorry, you want to say something? No, 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 no. Okay. All right. Um, so on Strangers Again, Anonymous says, your conversations are very deep, to be fair. <laughs> so that's a running gag there's apparently a running gag in the comments where people pick something that Wally and I say on the episodes um, quite often and then reference it so I, I thought it was the same person doing it but I feel like it's two different anonymous people that have done this someone picked um, in that sense at, no, at some point and someone picked to be fair and then someone picked I think there was an episode where we, we kept saying qualms a lot so Wait, I don't know how do you know they are referencing the fact that we said the, it or they, because or they, they put just... it in quotes and do it literally oh. said they literally said your conversations are very deep in quotes to be fair and in parenthesis i'm boring the yellow pill pod phrase you guys are so you guys sound so intellectual i've been listening uh binge listening actually on the fourth season now to your podcast for the past two months and i've had so many wow these people are so smart moments thumbs up charlie that lets me think the person is here in ghana because only kenyans use or you know around here use charlie but anyways you inspire well, me thanks to- for that and whatever <laughs> that is um yeah yeah it's still a lot still a lot to finish yeah okay okay you inspired me to learn more kudos i really enjoyed this episode the referencing strangers again uh it was very insight wait okay i can't relate because i've never been in a relationship but it was very insightful learned a lot and i definitely don't want to experience a downhill or tolerance slash breakup phase it's not crazy uh and if i said it's not crazy to chat to yourself wally i do it as well i think you mentioned towards the end of the episode that you talk to yourself about certain things 
Then the person was like, I kind of paused because someone introduced me to journaling, but it's not an alien thing. Like Faith said, lots of people do it than you think. So it's weird. Because, okay, this was fifth on this episode. Um, there's on another person says, uh, currently listen to Wally talking about goals at the comfort stage of the relationship, and I feel he didn't complete his thoughts is why he seemed ambushed. Perhaps a goal is not the best word to use. Perhaps purpose works better. While marriage is an initial goal, a couple... Oh, uh, yes. I know who said yeah, that, yes. Okay, a couple can still share a purpose, which I personally think every couple should have. It could be seemingly simple as raising the most well-adjusted kids or as serious as taking over the world together, LOL. Um, <clears throat> oh, yeah, and this person that I did in that sense as well, as T would say. Um, anyways, yeah, so the comments have been fun. Um, I don't think we can read everything because, um, and let's just get into the episode, but at the beginning of each episode, we will reference comments that have been written in the past, um, and so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, guys, if you want to hear your thoughts read out loud in my People called it, some people have referenced my voice as velvety. I don't know what that means, but if you would like me to. Velvety. Yeah. They're like, you always try to pull off the baritone voice, and then my voice is a lot I more. I try to velvety. pull off. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I'm sorry. I don't know I was trying. Um, <laughs> well, I don't think the person used trying. Maybe I'm the one that just included that word there as a swipe at you. But anyways, um, they're like my voice is a lot more velvety. So guys, if you want to hear, if you want to hear more velvety, your comments read out in Toby's velvety voice. Um, comment on the episode that you're listening to right now, or whenever you're listening. Um, can't, I can't get over that. <laughs> lovely. All right, well, what are we? What are we yapping on about today? Now, nah, just let me also say, say thanks to everyone who put up the comments. I know there's comments in other episodes that you didn't mention so far. Mm, true. And as you said, we are the tool we are using is not a tool for commenting. It's a tool we are repurposing. Good word you chose there to fit um, the comments, which we kind of thought that would be the way to hack this. Find a tool that is used for something else and find a way that it can be used for commenting. This is this seems to be working okay because of the engagement we're getting so far, which is great. Um, I know when you guys, I know some of you opened that link and said that nobody has said anything yet, so you don't want to be the first person to comment. <laughs> I want to let you know that you can be the first person to comment. Mm. Um, I know, I know when you see a blank screen, you're like, "Oops, um, I don't want to be the first person." But just it doesn't matter. Um, short, one word, one phrase, one sentence, one paragraph. It doesn't matter too much. Um, as long as you're heard and it's anonymous as well so there's no way we're going to know who you are um, but f- for those who have left comments definitely appreciate that and yeah I, I don't know I don't know if, if I if I the person who said you know I appreciate the kind words um, I don't know if I would say I'm smarter than any other person I know um, I think what we just try and do as always is um Men- spa mentally right mm. so and i guess it's good that we we have this avenue for a different zone of conversation because the thing is like i always encourage everybody like when people ask me like oh, what, what podcast you listen to and i never mentioned mine i would mention <laughs> every other one i listen to right i would yeah. mention the other guys you know the fun ones the ones about science the ones about American life, the ones about deep philosophy, it's like whatever. I just made business. I just mentioned everything mm. except mine. But mm. the point is like, 
there's podcasts that serve different purposes, right? Even for those that are topical like ours, some are more bantery, and yeah. some are more um, commentary. Or what's the word they use? I can't remember. But again, those are okay as well because we need those in our lives. Mm. You know, mm. I don't, I don't expect everybody to want to listen <laughs> to uh, deep stuff every time. But I think it's just our role to play that kind of podcast with the African background that we have mm. and mm. be those guys that are doing that. Um, someone that's served their need. Um, that's what we're doing, isn't it? Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, enough about that intro. Um, I think my message was just to say thank you and say we're humbled. So this topic... I I was hoping we'd get a guest on this one. Mm. Um, but if you got if you got this is for anyone listening, you've probably realized that we've had only one guest this season. <laughs> and that's for two reasons. One was that we've kind of, well, to be honest, I mostly have gone through like a massive change in the last four months. So a lot of adjusting that I've had to make has made it harder to have the same routine of finding guests as I did before mm. that's number one number two is that i as the guest finder kind of wanted to see how we could go on a i won't, I won't call it reset but i i think i think this is like a turning point in the podcast where we're like going back to day one to revisit conversations that we can do together just by ourselves mm. and see how we can also plug into um, each other's minds a bit deeper before bringing people into the next season and yeah. also also with the experiment as well trying to see how the experiment can fit into the entire season with the cinema therapy so it's just trying to try not to have too many variables that maybe cloud what the reset is supposed to do mm. and of course guests will definitely come back into the podcast on a regular basis um, once we get going, once we move past season nine, I'll probably have another guest for season nine to be fair, but um, before, compared to before we had guests like every, every episode. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's not the same for this season, but it's, it's a bit accidental, but also deliberate mm. in a way. And yeah. So, this is my brother, I'll just say, this was on topic where, when I talked about it the first time on the roadmap, I wanted a guest on it. Um, but I realized, like, maybe not because when I, when, I, when I sent you the topic, you said that you had to do, do a little bit of digging as well. Yeah. And, and I think the potential guests that I sent it to also have had to do a little bit of digging. And I didn't want too many pe- people who have just come from digging to break okay. this down yeah. because then that just makes a lot of preamble on education. Mm. Mm. Um, but one talk about. Or rather, I want to question a concept of ikigai. Now, this is a concept that stems from Japan. Ikigai is spelled I-K-I-G-A-I. Originally from Japan, but you trust your Western brothers, your consultants, mm-hmm. your artists, your booksellers, your podcasters, everybody who is in the self-help game or is in the motivational game or is in the life coaching game to pick up this term and use it in a more mainstream way. And, I, and, and I'm giving that, cl- that clarification because what we digest on what Ikigai is, 
it's probably not everything that it actually is because when they convert the term to English, it's probably lost some nuances that it has in Japan. Mm. Now, I'd not go into the deep abyss of finding every single nuance mm-hmm. of Ikigai, what it means, but we'll definitely carry on the topic from the popular understanding in the Western world, right? So I'm just giving that... Um, Caveat. Caveat out there in case there's somebody who actually knows deep about this. Mm-hmm. And, oh, you guys, you guys are not saying what it actually is. Yeah. Well, we know that there's probably more to it, right? Um. And this is pretty much a topic that we brought up because every season or every other season, I think I've gone on like a long rant. Let me know when I should stop. Every, <laughs> every, every, other, <laughs> every, every other season, we've had like a topic on life and meaning. Um, life meaning or something existential. Yeah. I think the last one I remember we did was with Daniel. Mm. Yes. That's probably the last one. What makes a good life? Where we explored um a good life through the lens of happiness, meaning and psychological richness. Yeah. Um and we did one with Lumide, Purpose and Ambition. We did one before that solo as well. So we've yeah. done a couple of episodes. And in my in our, well, in my quest, in our quest to find life frameworks, I found this one. And this one is, again, as I said, it's stems from Japan. And it's kind of something, it's kind of a concept that I think when you read about it, you'd be like, ah, makes sense. Mm. And apparently it combines two Japanese words, um, ikiru, which means to live, and uh, kai, which is a name for a Chelsea player. <laughs> but kai means um, the feeling a sensation of what hopes for right and together it just means ikigai just means um a reason to live a reason for being mm. life purpose right now the western world has crafted ikigai in a framework that spans across four categories right and the idea is that if you hit the if you hit any kind of life in which you are hitting all, all four categories you found your reason for living. You found your reason for being. You found your ikigai, right? Which is why it's kind of a concept that, that people use a lot in career growth and stuff, right? And I'm going to pause my monologue here mm-hmm. if I continue. Um, actually, let me pause that pause and say that we want to try and personalize the framework to ourselves and see, just see how we're doing according to this framework. That's what, it's, that, that's what this podcast is about. And we also want you guys listening to see how you're doing as you go through this framework on the call, on the conversation, rather. Mm. So maybe just to pause my long preamble, do you want to share perhaps what you, what, when you first heard the concept, what you think about it at face value? General yeah. thoughts on Ikigai. So, um, <laughs> so you think of, like I think I was saying before we hit record, you know, when you sent it, um, it's one of those words that you hear around quite a bit, but I don't think I'd ever sat down to think and figure out what the framework was, but I just knew it's a word that pops up a lot in self-help, you know, purpose-driven or 
productivity circles. It's one of those words that gets thrown around quite a bit. And I think I know there's a book about it and I knew it was connected to like a whole Japanese thing. And I knew it was around like combining work and life in a way that has meaning. So mm. I didn't know there were four quadrants. I didn't know, like, for, to be fair, like when, when we go through it now, I think a lot of you will find out that things are, these are things that find their way, particularly if you're into career growth and stuff, you'd have seen it pop up here and there, but maybe arranged in this manner and interlinked the way Ikigai tries to interlink it is, is slightly, might be new or different. Um, but yeah, th- that's my initial reaction to it. And obviously before, I, w- I, w- I had two options. I was either going to come to this episode um, <clears throat> without any context about it and let you do it and then we dissect it together. Um, but I ended up having a bit of time to also just see what's been out there around and just to get a good sense of it. Number one, noticing the people that are done stuff around it so people that i already follow maybe on youtube um i wasn't surprised to see the names that popped up that had content around ikigai right so again some of my my uh assumptions at the start were correct um and i think it just got me it got me thinking briefly which we're going to dive into now as to oh where do i fall in this or how am i doing quote unquote in some of these things um and for a brief moment, it felt like, oh, to be fair, you know, when we talk about these categories, there's a way I'm checking all of them in a very interesting way, but there's still a sense of maybe there's more or something. So we'll dive into that. But those are my initial reactions that, in summary, productivity, leaning, but it's around purpose, life, and, you know, the things that you do with, with your hands or with your mind or with your skills um, and how you can kind of like combine all of them together to have what people will call a wholesome life. The end. Mm. Okay, that's good. I think. The key thing to point out with Ikigai is that the premise from the origins is kind of saying it is man's, by man I mean everybody, human, it's man's duty to find the Ikigai, right? So you have to identify it. Mm. You have to strive to find what that thing is, which we'll get to in a second. Yeah. And doing so kind of takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. because how life shapes us to be, you don't always choose where you end up. Um, but it also takes ongoing refinement and ongoing um, adjustment because changes happen. You might get married, you might have a family, somebody might die, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Changes happen, right? Yeah. So in a nutshell, there's about four main categories, um, four main building blocks, four main circles. Four main components, whatever word you want, you want to choose. Yeah. That's kind of um, build up this ikigai concept, mm. right? And again, the origin of this word kind of preaches the idea that everybody has an ikigai, right? Which kind of limits, non limits, kind of mirrors the the movie Soul. Is this Soul? The, the one, one where yeah yeah the jazz said, guy yeah. yeah and their word was your flow right yeah but again that was a that was for a particular endeavor that you're doing right yeah. so that was in particular kind of profession or passion right but according to the conceptual origin of ikigai they say that there's kind of like four main paths that's four main questions you can ask to find your way towards this center, 
right? And four of them relate to your passion. One relates to your passion, which is kind of what's something you love doing. One relates to what they call vocation, which is something you are good at. One relates to professions, which is something you can be paid for. And one relates to mission, which is something the world needs. Now, the Kiki guy is, in a sense, is saying that if you can find something that you're doing that hits all these four, so something that you love, something that you're good at, something you can pay for, something that the world needs, that that right there is your Ikigai, right? And you just pretty much say, well, to start this in any, any sense, you need to identify these components, right? And you start by asking yourself questions. So which is what we're, which is what we're, going, to, we're going to try and do right now. Yeah. Are you happy with that? Yeah, cool. Um, just, <clears throat> yeah, um, let, let's do that. And let's just, you know, I don't want to spend too long setting up the the structure because I think it's also a thing that is yet to visualize, particularly if we're not given actual examples. So I think the earlier we get to sort of like some of these questions easier, it would be for people that haven't heard it before to sort of like materialize it in their minds is what I'm thinking. Cool. So yeah. um, my current, I'll start my current job involves research in some way. Profession or vocation? <laughs> Profession. Okay. So, so what I'm paid for. Yes. All right. Right? Well, in- they pay people for vocations as well, but there was a whole concept about how do you differentiate between profession and vocation, but let, don't let me interrupt you. Continue. Yes. So they can interact, right? Because what you're, what you're, what you're good at can be what you're paid for, yeah. usually. Right? So, that's, so that's profession. Yeah. Right. Hmm. So profession involves research, technology and human being interaction, etc. Right? Mm-hmm. And profession co- means that I am a key guy. It means that I'm being paid for that thing and I'm good at it. Which makes sense because your C reflects a skill that you have. Right? And you're getting money yeah. for it. Yeah. Right? Now, passion is something that you love, something that you're good at. Yeah. And this is probably where I begin to drop the ball a little bit mm-hmm. in terms of finding my passion. passion. Yeah. So profession is a tick, passion is a question mark. Now mission is something that you love, something the that the world, world needs. needs. Now this one might not be a question mark because I think maybe the podcast might be <laughs> doing that. In a way. Yeah. Yeah. And the yeah. world doesn't have to be the entire global earth of 8 billion people. Or just people outside. The world of for me just means people I have not met but I know exist. Yeah. Which is some of you guys listening. Hi. All right. So mission can be a, yep, yeah, tick. And vocation involves something that can be paid for, something that the world needs. Yeah. And that's, I don't know. Yeah. So pretty much, just, just, just to see how my score is looking. Yeah. Right. It's Profession is a tick. Score. Passion unknown. Mission looks like the it's path. Tick. Yeah. Vocation unknown. Unknown. Yeah. 
to be fair like i think every time i see the world what the world needs wait sorry sorry yeah. before we continue and for everyone listening just to clarify again and say ikigai would then be something that connects that hits all. all these four yeah so not separate hits, things like one yeah, single thing one single thing that hits yeah. all these four passion mission so that means your ikigai is also a question mark if there's one question mark in there exactly yeah you get a question mark um so to clarify honestly i feel like the what the world needs section is i don't know I, so far i found it problematic like you've defined it in a way that obviously like as long as it's, um defining it as something as an extension of you beyond your immediate circles is probably one way to look at it but i like it's interesting like i don't think we go to the world looking for i guess we can argue with the podcast we always had that otherness you know in mind but anyways let me go through my own box um what you're good at and what you can be paid for i guess i'm good at like operation operationalizing things and just getting things into motion um so just taking people's visions and taking visions and executing it the best way possible efficiency and all of those things and technically i yeah i have that checked in a way because we have to make money and do all of those things um what i love and, yeah but question yeah yes so even though you're making money from what you're doing am i good again, at it maybe, maybe, maybe this is a question back to myself yeah is when they say what you're good at yeah are these skills that skills that we built up through practice no or like things are naturally in, good at. or like inherent talents I think it's inherent talents um, or just in, in, in like maybe things that come raw to you, but obviously you can always refine them to be better. Um, so that means from, we have to then find what our inherent talents are as well. Yeah. Or rather. Or just things, things you find yourself good at. Honestly, like research, although you learned it in school in a way, I think before you formalized it, you were always a curious person looking for information about things. So you can still call that an inherent talent, although in a version of it, it's refined and it becomes this professional skill that you can put on a CV in that way. So for me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't raise the bar so high in the sense that you have to like discard some of the things that have professional relevance because, you know, you learned them in a way you get. So for me, like operationalizing things, I, the word itself is very, is very professional, but it just means I know like even from a young age, we want to do this or want to play a good ultimate search. I'll be the one to figure out how best we can do it with the resources that we have. I remember playing that so many times. Like you had the you had the games master. This is where you hide all the clues, all of those things. Like so, I was the one always imagining fun. I grew up mostly as an only child. So I had to find ways to make myself, you know, excited and stuff. So yes, they yeah, just you know, figuring out stuff is, is kind of like my thing, and it's found its way into what it is that I'm doing now. So on the what you love and what you're good at, this one is easy for me now. In more recent years, because Kizumba is that. So I'm relatively, compared to the average person, quite good at dancing Kizumba or just dancing in general. Um, and I love doing it, right? Cycling could also be one of these things as well. I cycle quite good, you know, for the average person and I'm good at it and I love doing it as well. That's another thing. Um, playing the guitar, making music. So for me, I think I've always been able to check the passion box quite a bit. Uh, because I seem to be that person that likes to look for other creative. I think when you're a creative person, what you love and what you're good at can tend to like be an easy question to answer. So that's why I can give multiple examples for this. On the what you love and what the world needs, I'm going to cheat and not cheat, but use Wale's answer as well, because I think 
that's kind of like what it is where um i love talking researching thinking about things and just asking deep questions um but it's also something that helps the conversations that i have and it went from just me and wally something that we shared into something that we thought we could bring a lot more other people into hence the podcast and so far so good um what i can be paid for and what the world needs um so honestly i was thinking about this and some of the things that we do at vfa is um like learning and development so i I won't say i like to teach but i seem to be able to for people that don't don't enjoy learning the regular way i seem to be able to show or at least break just because i also learn very unstructuredly in a way um i'm then able to then recreate that process for other people right and so you know everybody needs everybody wants to learn um get everybody getting better at what they do is you know important to the world um if you know how to break things down in a way that is very different for other people if you know how to teach in a certain kind of way you can be paid for that and so that's where i would you know tie those two together so if i was going to do a check it technically feels like (laughs) um profession check passion check mission check vocation kind of like check in a way uh but now do all of those things come together that was a brief moment of thought that i had before this conversation yeah so that that's way. what i was gonna say i'll say yeah i'm beginning to question this framework a lot because <laughs> it's hard to find that centering first of all um some of the categories overlap for sure so in most cases what you're good at is what you're, is what you're paid for in most cases, okay, not mm. most cases, in some cases. Yeah. But also, where you're exercising those two things is functioning where the world needs them. Because if you're being paid for them, then there's value in it, and value comes from a need. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Right. So mm-hmm. I think box number what you're good at, box number what the world needs, and box number what you're paid for. Is can be one box sometimes. Can be one box, particularly when thinking in career-wise. Yeah. Right? But those who developed this did not have the careers that we have today. Yeah. It was a different world. Right? So I'm trying to think about how that world looks like. And apologies to everybody who might be saying, well, you should know this already. Um, <laughs> I don't. Because... I did some readings and it is quite an extensive, it's got quite an extensive history. Mm-hmm. Um, different sources. Yeah. And there's also like several kinds of research done on it to the point where it's hard to know, it's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to bring together without me sitting down and doing some desk literature. <laughs> and right? like, and like, nope. I'm not doing that for this. You know, if we're poking holes, another thing I thought about is, um, you know, there's what you're good at and, you know, what you can be paid for. Sometimes what you're good at is not the level that you can be paid for it yet, but if you improve quite well, you can start getting paid for it. So, like you said, it's... I think that's the thing about life. And one, one thing I also came across as well is how, like, Ikigai is not even static, right? So your ikigai could be this for this particular season of life that you're in, but in another season of life yeah, where, when yeah. other variables change, you know, your purpose becomes quite different, right? So imagine you have to take care of it. We just did aging parents. 
imagine if you had to you know take care of your parents at some point right your purpose and all of these things that would change and what the world needs all those that will start to change and filter based on that um but yeah so i guess we've tried okay, to fill so the boxes yeah what next i think for me if you look at all those boxes right mm. i think there's still some merit in, in the framework it's just about how we interpret it Fair point. And again, this, this topic is about how we can question this framework and see how it applies to us. Because it could be that a, this, is a, this is actually an excellent framework, but the world we live in today is how to detect by yourself mm. the things that you're good at, the things that you love. Because there's many things that we say that we love, but... It's not tested. Not as, not as not tested, but... It's not inherent. It's just things that we've, we're exposed to. And they were like the lesser evils. Mm. So for example, like, oh, also, if I, if I give an example, there's also the idea of when they say what you love. If I love football, is it just fo- is it football I actually love? Or I love... Watching. <laughs> no, or I, no, if I love playing football, right? The football yeah. I love, or I actually just love competing in a sport with people on a regular basis. Um, or is it just that I actually just love having a certain kind of um, routine or a certain kind of activity? Yeah. So what I would say to that is that in the, con- in the idea of the framework, you actually don't need to answer those questions when you're thinking about what you love. It only becomes important when you want to then place it into a deeper circle. So if you say you love football, for whatever reason that you love it, you know, are you good at it to make it your passion? Do you get? Or does it just sit in the I love it box, right? I love comedy. It doesn't mean I can write like David writes. <laughs> Do you get? Ah, uh, right. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so it's almost like each box only lights up if it fits into the if other it fits one. In, yes, exactly. If not, it's just in its own box. So the world, the world needs a lot of things. But until you try to connect it to what you love is when it's a light up the mission box and make sense. If not, then it's just that the world needs it you get right so if we're yeah. looking at that angle then um and for anybody who's listening i think it's just best to google this concept and <laughs> i'll be looking and, at yeah, and go, and looking. go on images <laughs> yeah so you have an idea what i'm talking about we'll put a link um, we'll put a link in the descriptions actually there'll be a link in the description to an image that um there, there are many images but the one i'm looking at right now is from the, there's, there's the an excess yeah there's an excess and they all do the same thing um, but yeah, the okay, one. Okay, so go on. what do you think you are good at? What do I think I'm good at? Yeah, like if if we're <sighs> gonna list multiple things. Um, I so that's it. So relative to like, there's always somebody better than is than me, and there's always some going to be someone better than like in the spectrum. So because I'm going to list some things now, and as I'm okay, listing them, what do you do well that no one can take from you? So for me, I think. One thing that I'm good at. This is a very this was a, this was always a very annoying question. I know. Interviews. Oh Jesus Lord, Leggy. I'm gonna try and jump interview myself into this podcast, guys. Apologies. Oh Jesus. I've been um, <laughs> I think one thing I'm good at is I I hardly find myself in a room. I mean I, I can't I, I don't know what it is yet. Mm. I don't know how. But I really find myself in a room where I drown. Like if I'm in a room somewhere with people, full of people, of course, 
it is very common that there is no one I probably will not get along with or mm. and this could be every kind of space. Yeah. I get what you mean. <laughs> I get what you mean. Right. So yeah. but what makes me that I I can't identify that as a word. I mean somebody you, was saying someone say someone would say interpersonal skills, but I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> or communication or that's to that confidence. To, yeah, that feels too it, it could be a mixture of things, but it, it's, you know, it's what you're good at, apparently. Um, so that's, there is also... Boxing. So see, I won't, I won't, I won't mm. add that to the category, for yeah. sure, definitely not. Um, I think there's also an approach to solving problems. Mm. So again, this good at thing, right? Yeah. They could be physical manifestations or soft, technical yeah, so, or soft skills. Yeah. Right? Technical yeah. could yeah so hands-on or yeah hands-on yeah 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 exactly so it seems to me that soft will be probably where a lot of these answers lie for you for me okay yeah uh should i go or i was also gonna say that um i think i'm pretty good at being able to I think I sent you a video about this thinking frameworks. Mm, yeah, but I don't know whether that's a, a skill mm. or a problem. <laughs> oh jeez! Oh my god! Um, I guess. But again, but again, I don't know if that's due to my academic training or is no. Do you know what? Partly inherent. So one one video I watched is when you're answering these questions. Um think way back before exposure to like formal very very formal education so when you were seven eight ten gss1 gss2 before you knew what you wanted to do now when you, if, I, yeah. if this question asks what are you bad at number <laughs> one answer will be memory memory yeah. <laughs> so he has to think back to, <laughs> to those, yeah, but, but, to those but, times. But that's the thing, because I feel like, just like you made the point earlier that some of these things that we're going to mention, like what you love, sometimes it's by condition, like you've been conditioned into those things. And it's not a bad thing to be conditioned to want certain things. But I think one of the videos I watched, like one easy way to stop yourself from answering things that feel very superficial is to think back to, you know, those If I, those if, if I do think back though, I would say... I always knew how to be different. Mm. Deliberately different. Yeah. And well, when to be different. Yeah. But I, th- I think you're forgetting things like you were good with computers. Um, you know. Oh, yeah. Exactly. You were good with computers. I think the talking thing and just interacting with people thing also came through stronger. I think you were the one person in our friend group that had friends from different circles in school, right? So that you never find Wale. Yes, Wale used to hang out with us quite a lot, but you could also see him hanging out with Butter Boys or, you know, with the Butter Girls or with, you know, someone else from another set yep, or whatnot. Yep, yep. Yeah, I think I think you're right. That's that's something that's followed me across. Yeah. Um, all the way. I always find myself in as like nodes, like a node. Exactly. The center networks. the central node of exactly. No, different. I won't say central node because central enough. <laughs> yeah, anyways. Uh, I get depending, I get de- de- depending on your view. Yeah, where you're coming from. Yeah. Where you're coming from. Fair enough. Yeah.
So, for me, the what you're good at question feels easier to answer for me in a way because there's maybe maybe like many hard and soft skills that i can easily point to or maybe i'm just good at like talking and naming and labeling things maybe that's just my other strength as well but um i can play the piano quite decently not the greatest and i would always sell myself short on some of these things because um i know when i stopped actively trying to improve on some of these things but by default relatively good um guitar a bit the same as well um i don't know for the life of me how to draw properly so i'll know I'll, I'll not put that in there um i have a good ear for like music um so i may not be able to play it out or sing it out i don't have a great voice but i know what sounds good and i can let me say composition music composition actually yes that's actually what underpins the piano and guitar i mean being able to sometimes pick new instruments and even if I'm not played the way it's supposed to be played, I can make it sound good because I have an ear for knowing what works together. And if you can just show me how to get something out, I can find what you, you can pair it with to make sense. So um, that's always been a thing. Um, I, what else? What else? What else? What else? Or creativity. Like I, I can be quite resourceful. And that comes across in very different ways. I yeah, that I agree. Um, I yeah. think that's a good word, resourceful. Yeah. Uh, I think you're good at finding stuff and just... sharing stuff. <laughs> you are a brilliant sharer of information. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, no, no, and I mean that in a good way. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the resourceful is definitely there. Um, but you're resourceful, I think, I guess, maybe even to the world in some way through your Instagram, I guess. But I think people would not see the messages you send to people, like the tweets, the videos mm. you, sh- mm. you see. I mean, you consume a lot of stuff and you share it. Yeah. But that sharing cannot be taken for granted because I consume too, but I don't share. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, and not because I don't want to, but it's not second nature to just think of sharing everything. Mm. I mean, I share mm. the one thing that maybe... Like, ah, okay, no, Tobias got to see this, like, like video I sent to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but a lot of times, like, it's not, it's not like second nature, but for you, it is, um, True, just for I've, putting it out there. I've actually, I, never... I know it's not just me, I, I, mean, I know it's also your other friends as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, interesting. But this is why, but this, but this is why I'm highlighting that a lot is that I'm trying to also pick back to where you're good at, take it to an abstract sense and see how that fits into what, you, what you, your profession, what you're doing. Mm. Um, because technically, as a co-founder, excuse me, yeah, there's definitely things that they're good that that help you in your profession. So you've been resourceful. You've been able to pick up things quickly. Yeah. Um, and also quite flexible as well. Mm. But again, even though even though even though these are like very abstract words. If you bring it down into business terms, it's also like you can maybe find ways to to, to start a bootcamp from from scratch, for example. Even though even yeah. they probably haven't done that before, but when you did it, you found a way to do it, yeah. and, and you got and you got you brought in increasing revenue for the, from that that kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So on the abstract level, it seems like oh, this word is abstract, but if you look at how you applied it, applied it in, in some ways mm, 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 mm. as That's well. True. And if you think about 
the other podcast you're doing as well, the other podcast, the Africa Tech podcast? Yeah, the Connecting Africa the, podcast. Yeah. Yeah, the one you were doing. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure some kind of skill led led you there or led them to you mm. as well, mm. which was a fitness profession box, even though it was temporary. Mm. If we go, if we, if we go to what you can be paid for and what the world needs. Oh no, sorry. Before we go into that, just let me say that I think we've agreed that we've kind of found how how we're good at fitting fits into fits into our profession because mm. we've abstracted these skills and this uh, these skills and attributes. Whatever, whether it's by being resourceful, whether it's be able to pick up things quickly, whether it's by being a node. Yeah. useful no doubt to be different i i've used that in my profession a lot and it helps yeah. me a lot same as you as well yeah. so that makes sense but if we're going with that same abstraction okay how can we fit the way can be paid for and what the world needs mm. but I, I think actually this section is the most I won't say most tricky, but it's just a, it's it's a it's a it's a very vague one. Like of all the intersections, it's the one that I find the most vague. Um, yeah, it feels like they just put they feel like, feel like they just put that together as, as, as a mass, last fit. Yeah, as a last fit because what you can be paid for, what the world needs. Like like you said, you can wrap it up in what you're good at, or I don't know. It's just like what you can be paid for is already a need. Okay, there. what do you think they mean by what the world needs? I think and, you know, and, and who determines what the world what needs. the world needs? Yeah, I guess we can look at sustainable development goals. <laughs> that's like one. If we're thinking about frameworks, that's an easy answer. Like, what are the big problems in the world today? It's hunger. It's you know, all of those things. I think you might put in like purpose and you know all of those things in there as well. So education is another thing. So I, I think maybe when we not to bother ourselves too much. You can look at what the world has globally agreed as as big problems and identify. No, I don't think it has to be that big though. That's, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, no, but so, but for but example, even, right? Okay, go on. Yeah. For example, today I was in London and then I was going through a station and then just just like going to the station, um, just just before the station there was a circular kiosk. Okay. That had that was a dry cleaning kiosk. Okay. Right. Middle of like not middle of nowhere, but like imagine imagine an overground station, not under yeah. an overground station. And then just just before you get get into where you tap, just outside is like a circular kiosk and it's like a dry cleaning stand. And the guy did not have no washing machine there, just the clothes. Okay. So clearly he washes it somewhere and brings it there. Mm. But for some reason it struck me that I've, I, my, my first thought was this is odd. My second thought was like this is actually brilliant because I'm sure people pass through that station every day and just pick up a dry clean on the way home, on the way to work. Mm. And that guy found a way to hack that problem. Fair. Okay, because well, I imagine that if, 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 if I lived in that area and, and I'm, I'm going back home, picking up my, like, bro, it's like literally right outside the station. Mm. picking it up is just so easy right because again I'm, I'm guessing because a lot of what, what I was seeing in there was probably like different kind of outfits yeah. but like shirts etc right yeah so I would class that service as beneficial because you can say it's just laundry but laundry have broken up marriages let's be honest <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> but 
as you were talking, I was thinking, is there is there something that the world needs that people are not going to pay for? Because like if we can't find any example, then as long as the world needs, then it would always check the paid for box. No, which is why I'm, what I'm, which is why my point, my response to that is it doesn't have to be something big. Yeah, no, no. So okay, let me not use the word world. Is there is there is there anything that somebody else needs or maybe one or two other people outside from you need that isn't that people aren't going to pay for? Because no. once somebody once somebody no. needs it, they're going to the, they're going to pay for need. it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's so it's, it, if, if someone exactly if someone's not going to pay for it, then you know. So that's why I'm saying like it's a very like I guess it's just in there to make the thing work. Um, so maybe we shouldn't spend too much time on that. Um, or maybe we're just not thinking enough. So if you guys are listening, you think you have the answer. I guess. Um, I guess. I guess it's just about making the world a better place, genuinely. And I don't mean I don't mean working in a climate change company. <laughs> you know, but I mean like. Again, keyword genuinely making the world a better place. Genuinely, yeah. like being able to. I guess thinking of net positive things. So I think you know something. I guess you can be paid for. I, I think another way to look at it is look at things that you can be paid for, but the world doesn't really need. Right. So you can, I don't know, run a strip club and all of those things. You make bank doing that, but does the world need that? Some people, somebody will argue that the world needs that's kind of entertainment but i'm just saying that there are things i guess the thing about thinking about what the world needs and in a sense of what you can be paid for is a sense that there's certain things that you can do like gambling and things like that you can if you get gambling a no but license, is that making it but is that making the world a better place i, I think we can agree that it's when not. we know uh, yeah yeah so the, gambling, the, I, I don't see how those make the world better so th- that's what i'm saying that because people you know, probably spend money and get addicted to those things yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like another way to look at what the world needs is look at things that you can be paid for that you know, yes, I can be paid for doing this, but the world doesn't actually need this, right? And so it won't fit into that box. Do you get? Oh, yes. That's a, yes. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like the way to look about uh, uh, it is just maybe look at things that are net negative and net positive. And if it falls into the net positive box and you can be paid for it, then it serves as a vocation. Do you get? So currently, I don't think I'm hitting that box anyway. That's my point. Because <laughs> um, even though I'm doing something that the world needs in terms of maybe the podcast, maybe my charity um, volunteering with life begin, I'm not paid for either. No, not not are you paid, but can you be paid for it? I feel like for the podcast. Or what you can be yeah, paid for. Yeah, what you can be paid for. Obviously, there's a spectrum of what you can be paid for. Like, obviously, people, there's a world where people are being paid for running podcasts like ours, right? But it's not a given, right? There are other things you need to do. But one can yeah. say the same thing about so many other things that people get paid for, right? They are really good guys that play super great football um, in the local trenches, but they're not getting paid the money Bukayo Saka is getting paid to do that for different reasons. Maybe raw skill hasn't been refined but they just didn't also get the opportunity. So I think what you can be paid for, maybe when you then find what you can be paid for, but you're not currently being paid for it, then it's now your journey, your journey towards Ikigai is finding how you can be paid for it. Um, which is another question for another day because um, this is a side conversation, but when it now comes to like acquiring wealth and money and things like that, I think <laughs> there's another conversation around there because for some people, the what you can be paid for circle is not that important to them as much. I guess you need sustenance and you need to cover your basic bills, 
um, but they're not looking to optimize that circle so much that, you know, it then has to account for all the other things. So maybe if they can be paid for just a little bit, then they're fine with that. But for somebody else, making just a little bit doesn't check that box of what you can be paid for, do you get? Or is what I'm saying making sense? Mm, I'm not sure I understand. I, I'm saying like, the what you can be paid for thing. Yep. If, if a certain monetary the extent of money that you have and the amount of ambition you have on the money side, if it's not that big or giant, or if you don't have a strong need to acquire and amass wealth to the point where you can do more than be comfortable, um, your like you can reduce, it can, I guess, lower the buy a bit for finding your ikigai because you don't need that much money to cover the work you can be paid for box. Do you get what I mean? Like if all you needed, if all the expenses you had in your life were, they amounted to $500 a month and that's what you need and that's what you need to be fine. Then it's probably easier to find what the world needs and all of those things that can then get you $500 versus if you're what you can be paid for, you were thinking of it in terms of a million dollars, then what the world needs that can get you up to a million dollars is probably going to be very different from what the world needs that can get you $500. So I'm saying, Lower, yeah, yeah. yeah. So depending on what your sensitivity is to what you can be paid for, you yeah, know. Yeah, I'm not yeah. really sure I... I'm buying this framework as much. <laughs> I love how we've gone ahead to just, you know, break things down like and this. And also but. because I think there is a problem with me not understanding the roots as they were intended. Mm. But I'm just questioning whether it's actually possible, whether it's always be an elusive goal. I mean, maybe mm. that's the point. Maybe the point is for it to be an elusive goal. So that the journey is what, yeah. And maybe that's the actually... Hmm, okay. I'll just have something right here. <laughs> but funny enough... Because so, that would make a lot more sense. Yeah. That in, in the journey to what's finding... It would make a lot more sense if you're, you're made to question yourself on these things regularly. Yeah. And aim for these things to be met in terms of what you love, what you're good at, what you can pay for, what the world needs. Because be, those will all be like noble goals. Mm. But in reality, they'll be hard to... In reality, we had to meet all four criteria. But as long as you're chasing them, that, that, that might be noble enough for a life to live. Or as long as you're conscious of them, it helps you refine and keeps you from making certain decisions if you're conscious of some of these things. Yeah, and because I, it's, because it seems like this is way more possible in the 20th and 19th century <laughs> than, than now. Than now, right? If not the 17th, 16th century. So I... I shared something with you, um, the healthy mind platter. I don't know if you were able to take a look at it. Yeah, or, I saw it, but I didn't, I didn't get it. So maybe you yeah, want to explain that. Yeah, yeah. So um, essentially, it, it like identifies areas in your life where there should be some focus, right? So sometimes it might be very easy to um, sort of like maybe when you're in school and trying to get your PhD you sort of like hyper-focus on maybe sleep and um, focus. So those are the only two things that you're doing. But I think this, okay. this healthy mind platter <clears throat> mentions and adds the other areas that you need to think about as well to have like a healthy mind. That it's more than just one or two things. So it, it lists um, seven things in here. So sleep, physical activity, uh, focus work, your time in, your downtime, your playtime, and your time to connect. So those are like six or seven areas where 
you should be in your 24 hours a day in your seven day a week you should be at least depositing some <laughs> you know effort into those areas right okay um so sleep time is you know obviously when you give the brain rest physical time when you move your body focus time when you focus on tasks in a goal-oriented way your time in is when you sit down to really quietly reflect so how much time do you give yourself to actually reflect on the life that you're living and your days that you've had and i don't believe all of this will give you a healthy mind though guarantee the healthy mind um well i guess that's the same argument we're working for a guy right maybe yeah. it's, it's the journey towards making because sure that you check all these boxes for, for what personality and environment I mean, connecting maybe time. Maybe I'm going too far, but no, no, no. Connecting. So connecting is the last one. We connect with other people, ideally in person. I don't take time to appreciate our connections to the natural world. Um, yeah. So there's connecting in there. But also, I don't know what healthy mind. Okay, maybe I'm just. Do, I'm, I'm doing that thing <laughs> where I always do. Um, yeah. Anyway, so there's a, there's a thing I'm realizing with these frameworks. Yes. What's they are thing? nice to see and read. Yeah. They're nice to inspire. That's why they sell, bro. But what a day, actually. <laughs> uh, I think they're, like the video you sent to me, I think there are ways to get to the next level or figure out what to do quicker without getting bogged down in so many details. Like if you wake up in the morning and know that, okay, today, the thing that I need to figure out the rest of my life is, you know, what do I love? Like just trying to make sense and put things that you're already doing into buckets enough to then, take mm-hmm. the next step because what's the alternative you wake up and there's just too many threads in your mind to pull on and sometimes you give up on trying to figure out stuff and just zero in on the most comfortable thing and then you're wrong with that that's where you then become exceptionally great at this very one single-minded thing and you don't necessarily have a well-rounded life because you know you've chosen to optimize to be on top of your career ladder and in doing that you sort of like lose some of the other things that make you a human. So I think frameworks sometimes are just to, for some people that are not actively being able to think about these things subconsciously, like give you something to work with, like you said. So I guess maybe the issue is that people interpret this Ikigai concept differently. And maybe I'm one of the different people. Yeah. Right. Because some some might emphasize on purpose for whatever for whatever reason, some emphasize on just find their existence in the world. Mm-hmm. And some I just think about it as what's my value to society? Yeah. Right. So like we're all seeing it, we're all seeing it differently. And again, depending on your goal for finding it, it might affect how, how you interpret it. Because if you think about it, well, the truth is some of it makes sense. It's good to know where you're good at, where your talents are. It's a biblical message. It's a message that we use in interviews. Mm. It's good to know these things because it does help you to know where you're good at. It's a very hard discovery because you have to look with it. I think, yeah, I think, so the funny thing is when I have to find my strengths for an interview, (laughs) I can list them. But once I, once interview is done, I forget. (laughs) Oh, that's been because, good. Because I know I have it somewhere in my notes right now. Yeah. Right, I've done my audits. But after I'm, I just can't remember. Yeah. Is that you can't remember or you don't, you don't see where it's been applied as much for it to be a thing that is top of mind for you? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But the point is just that um, 
it is good to find these things. It's good to know where you're good at. Knowing your talents and skills helps. Yeah. It's good to kind of think about your fit in the world because it definitely gives some kind of meaning. Anchor. An anchor, right? Mm. Something bigger than you. Mm. Um, which kind of limits, it's not limits, mirrors what we spoke about with um, Daniel. Yeah, yeah. I guess maybe where we can look at this is say, oh, of course, and it's also good to know where your passion and interests are, of course. But where does this fit in the variety of cultures and societies that we have today? Because if you think about it, what does what what does what does mean to? <laughs> oh my god! Finish. To a man from, I don't know, Bauchi. <laughs> Do you know what I was just thinking about? I'm like all these questions we just asked. It's a very millennial, like Gen Z kind of question. Because imagine asking a boomer, like. Yeah, like you know, what do you, <laughs> what do you love? Like, I'm trying to imagine, like, what would your parents say they love, and what would they say they're good at? So, from a research point of view, yeah. um, my my answer to that is no one, no answer is impossible to get. You you only ask differently based on your demographic. So okay. I would not ask Gen Z if I don't know what people love. Mm. What I'll ask Gen Z. Different from how I ask uh, True, 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 true. So you can get the answer. It's just what you ask. Exactly. Mm. So maybe a fun project is how can you... Because some words are strange as way to answer them. Like, what do I love? <laughs> you know. But if you're like... Um, what did you get in trouble for when, when you were growing up? That, that you just wanted to keep doing? Uh, that's where you start to bring out breakdown, yeah, fair point, uh, fair different point. things so there's kind of ways you can pick this kind of question apart which is yeah there's that the res- research wallet coming out giving us the the tea the tea on how to oh please to, to fix your um, problems people <laughs> but i guess also it's thinking about this like societies that exist today like the world is not fair the world is not evenly split sometimes it's hard to know what you're good at when your environment doesn't enable you to even be good at anything mm. right so I guess for people in environments that are stifling environments that are very very toxic environments that are harsh is there a point of thinking about these things about purpose of guy in this kind of environment given that each box is already so limited because the environment has constrained you yeah right i mean how can you not many people have passions in countries where the need to survive is paramount yeah right? so is, is, is ikigai a luxury a luxury <laughs> <laughs> just imagine this as a youtube video it's ikigai luxury. Um, what I would say though is that you know, even in in situations no, where no, no ikigai is no is finding ikigai, finding it is a luxury. Yeah, that's the question. Um, my 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 default reaction would be it's not. It just depends on, like you said, just as you can position the research questions differently to get the same answer. I think you can position ikigai differently in different contexts to 
make it relevant. Because one could argue that if life has dealt you a tougher card, right, in that sense, Ikigai and the journey towards finding Ikigai for you in that small space, even if it's limiting, is what can pull you into a bigger space to find bigger expressions, right? So, um, a bit... I don't think so, because it sounds like this concept, this framework needs everything to be okay. No, no, let me rephrase that. Yeah. It sounds like the framework needs life to be balanced in a way, like... Wait, do you know what? Like... Let's let, let's 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 try and think of an example and kind of like walk through it together and see, try and put ourselves in that situation. So let's set the context um, in a world that is not straight off. So I don't want to use an actual example, but you know, imagine you're growing up in um, somewhere, maybe just two or three years post-war, like uh, you know, in that in that sense, right? So. Let's think about that kind of situation. And let's try and answer these questions for maybe people like us that are in that space. And what maybe, we might, obviously we can't give an exact answer, but we can try. Do you get, do yep. you get, do you get exactly? Yep. So, yep. okay. So if, again, you're living in a refugee camp, um, what is it that you There's might nothing. <laughs> no, what do you love? No, like, you might, you, you, you might, you might have, you might have, um, what you're good at. You might have what you're good at because those are things that we're blessed with for the for the most part. Yeah. But when it comes to what you can be paid for and what you love and what the world needs, like what you love so, 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 so something that you have to find. Right? Yeah. No, but no, no, no. Did you, well, I, I would argue that you can't just say like nothing because you can be in a war-torn place but you like you love to sing, right? You love to write. Like you've experienced all these things and your way to get through it so far. Maybe you've been using your journaling or your whatever, your expression with family as a way to cope with the pain, but you end up loving it because, you know, it helps you cope through that pain. So it might not be as gl- glittery as someone saying, oh, I love to paint or something. What the person might love is something that maybe helps them cope with whatever pain it is that they're dealing with. Jiggets. That's how I'm thinking about it, right? Because people have come through tough moments by holding on to something that, like, let's think of the Amazing Grace song that everybody sings around the 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 stories that it was written from people that were captured in chains. And this was, well, I guess that wasn't the reason they sang the song, but do you get what I'm trying to say, right? No, I get what you're saying, and you're, yeah. and you're making a good point. Um. I still don't think, okay, there's a reason why people in such conditions, I think you always get an exception. So I think the the example you gave of somebody who likes to sing and is in a post-war-torn country, whatever, Mm. is an exception. Fair. Because I think out of 20 people in very harsh conditions, there'll be only like five that can see these categories and maybe only three or two can carry them out or try to carry them out. Hmm. I see what you're saying, right? And I don't know why I still have this sense that 
it's not impossible or irrelevant or the luxury or finding it is not the luxury that we're painting it to be. But it almost feels like impossible to answer now until we actually go and try and find, I guess, what you typically call non-scientific empirical data. Like, is it maybe there's maybe we don't have to do <clears throat> maybe we don't have to do it ourselves, but we'll be interested to find if anybody has thoughts in this direction. Do you get? Yeah, because the argument for you guys is always that oh, it brings you sense of purpose, increases your happiness in life. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this is your stress, but yeah. Yeah. The other thing is that if we look at the history of where this is from, like Okinawa, Japan, I feel like they also went through a lot of like tough times, right? Um, attack by the US and all of those things. But and wasn't but wasn't this concept out before then? The US atomic you, bomb was what? Was wasn't that wasn't that no, World War One? No. Um. Let me see. So. I try to wait in some of the things I looked at. This is something that has been with them for a while, like before, Alexa, after. When did no? Never mind. Yes. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, Japan war. Does it say anything? Battle of Okinawa was April one, nineteen forty-five. Um, That's World War Two. They're about. Wait, but what's the point you're trying to make in terms of? The concept was before then, before the war. Mm. So, do you know what? I'm just going to Google Ikigai in times of war. I can't believe America bombed Japan on an atomic bomb. <laughs> um, I, I tried to, I did Ikigai in to, times to of date, war. Someone has done that. <laughs> oh, jeez. You know, let's catch up into this shit. Um, and it was two two bombs <laughs> so, so I'm going off track guys but yeah yeah it's just mad like um they killed nearly half a million people hmm. no one no one has done no one has come close <laughs> to anything like an atomic bomb even though we have even though we have talks of nuclear and stuff but yeah I'm just, just mad. So in, in speak going on this war thread and maybe we'll we'll, we'll cap this war bit here is um so I'm reading something here that says during times of war, individuals may find their sense of purpose and meaning in serving their country, protecting their loved ones, or fighting for a cause they believe in. Yep. Yeah. So for example, a soldier may find their ikigai in their duty to protect their fellow citizens, while a nurse may find their ikigai in providing medical care to injured soldiers showed soldiers. In this sense, Ikigai can help individuals find meaning and purpose in their roles during times of conflict. So I think it's that thing that I was saying earlier that I think in these very tough times, although maybe the full package of Ikigai might be difficult to, like in times of when nobody's paying you to do anything in that sense, but I think there are other boxes that you can still take. Like if you're good at treating wounds and all of those things, you can be very relevant when even things are pretty bad. Um, so... But I think like all things in life, I don't think this is meant to be like a static thing. Um, the best frameworks and the best things to think about are things that are anti-fragile or, or fluid in that sense. But anyways, where do you want to take this conversation? To? Actually, I think, I think Ikigai began to gain popularity in Japan from 1960s. So it was after the World War. After the war. Uh, okay. Yeah. So not even during. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I guess this was an attempt to explore what this concept is in terms of 
our constant journey towards frameworking a good life and frameworking a meaningful life. Mm. Um, I'm not sure this, this attempt was successful <laughs> if I'm being honest, because I can't think of any kind of talk, YouTube mentorship talk or a life coach talk that would tell me about a guy and then I would yeah. blown away. <laughs> it it seems like, over. it seems like a good, again, I, this is, this is because I don't know enough about it. Maybe yeah. I haven't read enough, but it seems like a good ref- measure, a good practice for self-reflection and for having like this elusive goal in which you gain positive emotion in chasing that goal, which mm-hmm. is good. Yeah. That's what, life is about right yeah a part of me still thinks these kind of concepts are lux they're they're luxuries <laughs> part of me still thinks that or yeah. I, I don't know what the or is because i'm trying to think of an argument to counter my own argument but i can't think of one yeah <laughs> so, or maybe maybe they're just i think there's a lot of environmental that is not accounted for and the concept mm. a lot of it is the concept is fundamentally human um, individual centric right it's what you do but there's nature nature debate right so the environment plays a huge role in how you can even see anything yeah which is why i always say i don't believe you can be anything you want to believe you <laughs> i don't believe you can be anything you want to be in life that that just doesn't seem to mm. make sense to me there, there has to be some kind of caveats in that mm. kind of um thin um thin. yeah so i think i think i lost my train of thought in a minute there but i guess looking at this thing like you said you know it's it's very individual centric and um it might be just a thing for a tool that you can use to like reflect because again while i while i was watching a video about it um obviously i was thinking about okay how to answer these questions and I was thinking something I mentioned earlier on is that funny enough or interestingly enough, like what I'm doing with uh, Venture for Africa and the company that I'm building in a kind of way, I could force it and shape shift it to answer all the questions properly. Um, yeah, like so technically in a way I could say what I'm doing right now is my guy because it checks those boxes. Like it's something that I can be paid for. Um, I said, I, said i love certain parts of what i do um i'm good at certain things that it demands of me and the world needs it in 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 some way shape or form so in a way like i could say that that's it but walking through all of this now i don't feel a sense of like Uh, like okay what's your light bulb moment how do you know (laughs) Cause that's the sound you make when you. <laughs> if there's a cartoon, they'll draw a line. They'll just do a whole thing, like a whole sequence. So I think but... here's the issue: I'm struggling with the concept. Yeah. There is one component that makes it problematic, which is what what you can be paid for, because that immediately puts every kind of human game you play into... a, a limited into the career path only. Because mm. if I think about it. Right. Because I'm thinking about it like 
a reason for being can just be also like you're a good family member. Yeah. <laughs> but, you, but you can't be paid for that. Yeah. Like how would a monk answer this question, right? So, or, or like a, a nun or someone who goes to the missionary field, you get, I think you're right. There's so, so, it means, so it means that automatically we are kind of blocked into the career narrative because of, because of that component that is and there I'm not at the surprised. end. But, 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 so if this is a concept, now I'm very curious because if this is a concept they say originated from like Japan and things like that, like there they're no not careers a, then. Yeah, and they, they're not a culture that zeroes in on that. So I am suspicious now of this framework and its claimed origins and how much of it has been westernized. Um, yeah, I think a lot of it has westernized. Um, I think that's, hmm. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's to, <laughs> do this again or is one is this one episode where we then record a follow through and then piece it together as a narrative <laughs> no but like, i mean like but but the, but the idea of payment has always been existing though right you've always re- received words for re- the labor you provide yeah so that's always been a thing so but i I'm think ju- even if it's from japan it's still possible but i think the the sense of it is very different because i think you know um, in a very shared economy like they tend to have, what you can be paid for is not so that it's almost not a sense of self. It's almost so that you're not a burden to society, do you get? And I feel that in the Western sense, when you think about what you can be paid for, it's almost so that you can be more than comfortable and do the things you want to do versus not being a burden. Do you get what I mean? Because mm. if you think about, even looking beyond Asian cultures, if you look at um, sort of like, um, you know, the Bible times and things like that. There wasn't really a focus on, like every, every word about getting rich and acquiring wealth was always spoken about negatively, not because acquiring wealth is bad, but the focus was really about let's get enough to make sure that everybody is okay, you get, which is why they'll tell you when if you're a rich person and you have a farm and you do what you're supposed to do, don't harvest every single thing, leave some for the poor people to come around and, you know, be able to do that. So I don't know, do you get, the point I'm making about, I think in other societies outside of the Western culture, there's a sense of community. Um, and when you talk about making money and things like that, it's always to make sure that you're not, there's no burden on, I guess, society and that kind of, I don't know. Do you get what I mean? I don't know. I, I get what you mean. I get what you mean in terms of the community structures and how the relationship with money and things like money that. Money and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I get that. Um, yeah, I guess maybe just that particular component just throws me off um, because it just means that Ikigai is... Because they say reason for being. And then you now add that money. I'm thinking like life existence. Yeah. But if you say like what you can be paid for is part of a reason mm. for being, yeah. then it begins to conf- conflict conflict with some other things. That can be strong reason for reasons for being, but cannot be paid for. I mean, cannot you can't earn money through it. Mm-hmm. Um, so perhaps maybe it's two options: either a flawed concept that we've interpreted differently in the Western world. Mm-hmm. Sorry, another flawed concept in itself, or a good one that we've taken the wrong way. Yeah. Or one that just 
is right, it makes sense, but only just fits a particular scope of life. Okay. And for me, that just means all it's telling me for the most part is nothing too dramatically new in terms yeah. of it's good to know what you're good at. But I don't think in our world today, I mean, it, it gives you a goal, a big goal, because you want to try and get paid on what you like doing, etc. We've heard this in different kind of YouTube videos. <laughs> but it doesn't help me move towards knowing how to framework a meaningful life. Mm, mm. It, it, like, it gives me a... How do I put it? It only gives me like a question to ask myself every time. Like a guiding thoughts. But it doesn't mm. give me it's a, a manual. Mm. Oh, no, maybe not a manual, but some kind of... Because when we spoke about I mean, a good life with Daniel, I think yeah. we had a better framework. Yeah, because the break, money in, thing was in... It in was breaking in, down it was in core a there. good life, a meaningful life. It, breaking down a good life through diff, two, three criteria of happiness, meaning, and psychological richness. Yeah. And you could trace... And, and and you can also see how different kind of those lives kind of fit different kind of societies and cultures and environments. Yeah, yeah. But this one only this one this one this framework does not come from the environment at in in any kind of. It feels too abstract and reductive. Yeah. So what what I was gonna add here is that um, so I wanted to I was I'm looking at the image now and I'm saying okay if we ignore the what you can be paid for part and look for all the things that intersect outside of the what you can be paid for. Um, the one I'm looking at from World Economic Forum has a description of what that space is. So whenever you check all the other boxes and you don't check the what you can be paid for box. And so on the on the what you can what you on the passion and profession, so what you love and what you're good at, where it intersects, like once it intersects, there's satisfaction there, but a feeling of uselessness. So technically, oh, yeah. That, yeah, okay, yeah. And, I, and I see that too, yeah, yeah. So, and then on the what you love and what the world needs, if you can't be paid for it, it says delight and fullness, but no wealth. Then, on what the world needs and vocation or something, it's and without any wealth, mission it says, and vocation, yeah, yeah, mission and vocation, it says excitement and complacency. But sense of uncertainty. <laughs> okay. Do you, know, do you know why I'm laughing is because the complacency word, <laughs> it hit. Ho- it, it <laughs> That's you, innit? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So the mission of vocation and then without, yeah, complacency, but a sense of uh, excitement and complacency but a sense of uncertainty, which is true. Uh, okay, so that yeah. is you're doing what the world needs, but without... Without being paid for it. Being paid for or without loving it. No, no, no. It. No, no. It's what you love and what the world needs, but you can't be paid for it. So you have excitement and there's complacency, but there's a sense of um, uncertainty. Wait, how many boxes does it cover? No, it's covering it's, it's, it's a weird ah, diagram to it's a weird diagram yeah because it's covering what you love what you can be paid for and what the world needs but it's not covering what you're good at that's the only yeah what you're good at is not there 
that is the word that's okay it just failed the the light bulb moment just went off did you get yeah it? so if you guys if, if you guys are like <laughs> um looking at this diagram you can also this is, this is a weird episode because i because i don't know what i <laughs> um <laughs> don't say that <laughs> i'm just confused oh god yeah i'm um, sorry guys no no it's, it's actually it's good because one of the things that came across was how um there was someone was trying to say how the ikigai is is not a venn diagram right so that the the people that are thinking about like the original form of it you know was not a venn diagram and so there's points in which the illustration will fail when you try to put it in a venn diagram which we've just kind of like seen here yeah it looks nice and everything but you're like okay what the hell why are three circles intersecting and what does it mean if you love it the world needs it you can't be paid and you can be paid for it but you're not good at it so there's excitement and complacency but the sense of uncertainty like how you know interesting anyways um ikigai fail apparently um but i think let's zoom out and wrap it up in a way i think the point of this episode was i've already wrapped it up in my house yeah but but what i'm gonna say is i think the point of this was not so much about the framework which is why if you're listening to this we've probably not titled this anything that says anything about ikigai directly because the point of it is the questions that we were asking in the first place like okay if you're thinking about this having purpose in life and all of those things, what are some things that you can do to get you there? And one of the frameworks that we happen to look at today is Ikigai. But in previous seasons, we've looked at other things that maybe are not well packaged as an entire framework, but still help us answer the questions. We did purpose and ambition. Then we did um, whatever the episode was titled with, with Daniel was. Can't remember, since I remember what that was. But anyways, we did that as well. What makes it, what is a good life? Something what like is that. a good, yeah, what is a good life, right? And so almost in that same vein, we've now said, okay, fine, people are saying this Ikigai thing is out there. Can it get us to that point? And of all the three episodes we've done, this is the one where we've reached the end of it and we're like, eh, right? And so I still think it's a very fulfilling moment to realize that not everything you see out there is something you should take and run with just because it fits into a yeah. nice band diagram. Because when you then question, I mean, but it, maybe you guys are smart, smart enough. Exactly. Smart so let us know. To, so let to, us know in the uh, comments. Figure this out. So yeah. let's. So if you, um, yeah. Just put in the comments. Because um, one thing I yeah. googled before this episode as well was, um, I wanted to see the alternative because I know whenever everybody raves about a framework, there's always going to be people that take the opposite end. But um, on the YouTube things that I was searching, you see a lot of things for Ikigai: four million views, two million views, a hundred k views. And then the few that I saw that were trying to shit on it, you see like 83 views, 150 views. So I'm like, okay, so there's not a well-defined, like like there's not enough of a counter-argument that was popular enough. So that already made me feel a bit like, this thing feels yeah, very... Yeah. yeah, I'm not surprised yeah. because it looks yeah. good on paper. Yeah. And when I first saw it, I was, I was also a big fan. Um, yeah. But talking about, which is why we talk about we talk about these things exactly. I talk, I talk, we talk ourselves into <laughs> meaning hey. or, or, or into confusion. Put it on a t-shirt. Honestly, we need to do this. I wish we were in the US. All this brand. There's so many things we can put on a t-shirt. People are already listening to our episodes and thinking about the phrases that come out of it. That's like merchandise. You should see the Wallace look on his face. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe this maybe we can add out to what we can be paid for. What can we pay? Hey, 
snap, 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 snap. Uh, I said, as I said, guys are doing their live events. Are you going to go? Where's going to happen? I think it's in London or something. Am I going to go? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just move on. <laughs> Okay, let me clarify and say, <laughs> I, I didn't get and I, I didn't get that reaction because they are a podcast, right? I think those two ladies are fantastic. Jella and Faye I've, I've listened to them a few times and a great, a very great podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Me, me asking that question back to you was just that. I just thought you knew me enough to know that. <laughs> If there's any space in your life or any other thing, it's like limited. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm not like a. There's places that I should have gone that I've not gone yet. <laughs> so let's let's just start there. So guys, don't worry. I'm the one that likes to take Wallace things and pull it out of context and make you guys think <laughs> so many things because of my reactions, and I do it on purpose. But <laughs> that whole that whole like. 10 15 seconds of <laughs> that is priceless. It's where if we were the kind of podcast that wants to like use negative whatever to drive views, we will just take that whole section out and it's on our reels. We'll just leave it out there and then, yeah, nah, nah, it's not even negative, it's just like, yeah, um, no, and I, I, I can't make it, yeah, I can't Why make am it. I rubbing my face with all right, guys. Um, it's but anyway, just been, to summarize, I think the lessons yeah. that I've learned is I've learned is what the world needs doesn't have to be something big. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you won't get paid for for what you're good at or what the world needs. You just got to get paid. Mm. But that can evolve. That should evolve. It's good to know what you're good at. Don't be like Wally who has to think about it very heavily. Mm. Um, but also when you know what you're good at try and abstract it to a very high level so they can know how you interplay into other things in your life mm. you don't box yourself in yeah because sometimes thinking about specifics limits you to where the other to where that concept or element applies into other parts of your life mm. so if something looks like an activity that you do well what does that activity entail and, and how do you make that activity work mm. so that is whether if you're somebody who likes to watch a lot of fashion shows thing abstract that into some kind of level of detail for creativity or appreciation of creativity and abstract that even further and say I can apply that to other areas of life. Mm. Um, what else did I learn? What you love is an interesting question. Um, mm. Seems to be seem it's environment individual interaction there is very, very strong. So it's important to know the difference. Mm. And I still be said trace yourself back to points where you can remember where environment began, began to shape what you think. Maybe, mm. maybe you can find your answers there. And yeah, when you see frameworks like this, always read deeper and look for the origins um, before you engage with them. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I'll say find the counter arguments. Um, it's something that is not second nature to a lot of us. Um, I think a lot of people in the research field also tend to be able to do this naturally in a way like find something and if everything you say about it is positive, search harder to find what the negative side of it is so that you can balance out your view because even if at the end of the day you still support it, knowing the counter arguments helps you understand even the things that you love about it a lot better. Um, And this is good advice for 
scrolling on social media, going on Twitter, talking to people, trying to reason your points out. If you're trying to sell things to people, you can, if you know what they're going to say about your thing that isn't good, then you're able to better answer the questions when they come up. So it's a very nifty trick that you can, not trick, but just good thing to think about when you're walking through life. Like whenever you see one view, always, I don't want to say play the devil's advocate, but that's one way to easily remember it. Like just always try to take the other side as well. So you give yourself a balanced view and then come into that conversation because even the devil yep, used it you're absolutely right <laughs> even the devil used it while talking to jesus right so you're trying to get him to do the wrong thing but then you tell him the scripture that you know he knows right so anyways you can't know you can't know something is true until you try and find out whether it's not true yeah yeah the, the idea of truth is that it stands in 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 an absolute platform of all things considered yeah of the absence of, of falsehood mm. That's just, it's like black and white color. Mm. Black is the absence of all colors. White is a mixture of all colors. Yeah. So when mm. you get white, try and find all, all the colors that you can take out to see whether it goes to black. If it doesn't, then anyway, I'm not going <laughs> to unpack a, that. Yeah. <laughs> convert a simple message into a complex message, which I tend yeah. to do. Yeah. yeah but yeah. guys, it's been lovely having it's... you on this weird Ikigai ride. Yes. Um, let us know in the comments um, if if it makes sense made, to you. Yeah, if you made better sense of Ikigai and how it works and if you believe and agree with the flaws that we eventually found in, in, in this as well. Um, let us know in the comments. If you know any life frameworks Ooh, that we should explore, send it th- That you just know to share. Mm-hmm. Share with us as well. Yeah. And any ones that you again. use or also... This could be a fun thing to do. Like, think about the things that you believe in and you function with right now. And, you know, if you're going to call it a framework or try and... Actually, that's a diff- difficult task to do. But anyways. Um, <laughs> give everybody homework. Give everybody. But the funny thing about this is, um, I, as a person of... I don't know why I use this phrase a lot. Person of faith. Um, this doesn't account for that. That's another thing that I saw early on. But I was like, let me not be that guy that brings that part in in that way. But the guy also misses out on... I guess you could say the world needs Jesus, so there's that. All right, it, guys. It, it, it does in a way because you <laughs> yeah. can act on, you can act on principles of your faith to yeah. determine what the world needs, to help what the world needs. So it does. fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. And what you're good at could be praying for other people. And no, what you... no, that's that's not it. <laughs> Let me do this thing the way it has to be done. All right, guys. Uh, we love each all of our hearts. I believe the Yellow Peel Junkies campaign has ended. Is this number 10? It's, I think it's over now. It's over now. Yes. So we actually this need to select episode. of its hobby? Yes, or? last episode. No, we've no already done 10. No, ready? This, this is 11. Okay. Do, yeah. It's over. it's over. Sorry, it's too late. It's closed. I think. You should go and close it. Go and close it. Go and close, close the survey. Yes. And let's randomly select our winners. And... Do we well, okay? We're not going to make the. Are we going to make the winners do anything? Or no? No. no. Okay, fine. You're just going to win the ticket and do what you want to get. Right, I mean, they can give us a shout out. I mean, she yeah. somewhere. Yeah, um, exactly. Take a screenshot of the email that we sent to you confirming it and tag us if you win it. If you're the one. I'll let you guys know next month. Why so long, bro? Oh well, next month is tomorrow. Well, technically next month. Happy New Month, guys, because you got to be listening to this on the third. No, oh, you may when the season ends. Oh, we want it at the end. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good week.
right, guys. Bye. And now a personal note to you, our listeners, to you listening right now. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Yellow Pill Podcast. Now we know that in our culture of 30-second content and quick sound bites, it makes it really hard to pay attention to longer-form discussions. So regardless of what brought you here, we are grateful for your time. Do give us a five-star rating and review if you like this episode. Also be sure to continue the conversation with your friends, your family, and your colleagues. Another way to support us is by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now. We release new episodes every Monday, but don't forget to follow us at the Yellow Peel Pod on Instagram and at Yellow Peel underscore pod on Twitter to stay in touch with us during the week. Once again, folks, thank you for taking Yellow Peel with us today. I'm your co-host, Wally, as always, and right next to me is Toby, and we both wish you the very best in the coming weeks. Till next time, peace and love, people. Peace and love.